0: Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show.
3: Oh, yeah, that means me. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Tom Sumner, along with my uh, co-host, Andrea (laughs) Sutton, joining me by phone. Good morning. And uh, a big jazz (laughs) hands to everybody. I don't know what got me, I don't know what got me uh so distracted. Well, I was I was looking for a little music track, but Oh, I, okay. I think it's in a whole different uh different area, different vicinity. Oh, okay. In the uh in the big the vault. vault. But hey, uh, welcome to the show folks. You're welcome to join us uh this first hour. We've got open phone lines at 810-339-8255 and uh we're we're trying to bring back the once popular part of the Tom Sumner program since we're doing everything by phone it seemed only appropriate that we allow listeners to join in the conversation and uh, thanks to uh, Dan Curran from Swiftlet Technology we uh, we have the ability to do that to add you right into our conversation so give us a call at 810-339-8255 we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about but we've got some great stuff coming up on the old program today um next hour and i've been looking forward to this um, for a while actually i got i got an email about this like six months ago And uh, I've been waiting for the book to drop, and it finally did. It's uh, a new book by Larry Tye. Now, Larry Tye um, has been on the show before when he wrote his book uh, uh, about uh, Bobby Kennedy, Mm -hmm. a liberal icon. And um, interesting things in the the, uh, Bobby Kennedy book, and I've played that interview a couple of times when it's... uh, been appropriate to to bring it back but uh brand new interview it's live coming up in the uh, next hour with larry Ty, whose new book is called demagogue the life and long shadow of senator joe mccarthy and what's interesting is is he uh he he draws some some connections and some parallels between joe mccarthy and uh, president donald trump and those connections are, are interesting, and, and they're true connections. Well,
0: yeah, didn't his Fred Trump work with McCarthy at one point? Well,
3: actually... Uh, or Cone, Roy Cohn is, is who you're That's thinking of. That's what it of. was, okay. And
0: okay. Uh, he's,
3: he's been kind of a mentor uh, to both Joe McCarthy and Donald Trump in, in some ways. Okay, But it was very interesting learning that Bobby Kennedy worked for joe mccarthy early on in his career no fake. and and that huh. was an interesting uh, uh, connection that was revealed Bloody in the last heads. book <laughs> yeah anyway there's there's some very interesting things and i happened to hear larry ty uh earlier this week on uh, public radio and okay. um, once i got past the fact that he did uh, public radio before he did my show um <laughs> it was uh it <laughs> not was not how
0: it's supposed to work. <laughs> it was
3: it was interesting uh you know, hearing him a little bit in invan- in advance of our conversation today. So that should be a lot of fun. We're also gonna have a musical guest. We're trying to do that on Fridays. Um a lot of uh area musicians and performers have been uh taking to the internets to um perform for people. And uh, Kim Streeby, who I think was the, the first musical guest we ever had perform live in the studio, um, has been doing that, has been
0: uh, okay.
3: you know, using uh, background music tracks and, and performing show tunes and, and other things uh, for Facebook. We're going to hear a couple of pieces of music and we're going to talk with uh, Kim a little bit. Uh, That's kicking off the third half of our three-hour tour. We're also going to talk about the impact of COVID-19 on uh, retail foot traffic, 4th of July to 4th of July, Uh, what it was like this year versus last year with the uh, CEO from ZenReach, John Kelly. And I found out what ZenReach is. This is fascinating to me because... (laughs) I was curious, they have, they've done a study on, on the foot traffic last year versus this year. Well, how do you do that? Well, how they mm-hmm. do it is they have uh, uh, some software set up on the, the Wi-Fi server at various restaurants and bars and cafes and, and other retail outlets, I suppose. And, hmm. um, and they have something like 10,000 clients or something. Anyway... What it does is the Wi-Fi in the bar or restaurant is tracking the number of devices. Oh, so it seems
0: kind of overreaching, doesn't
3: it? Well, it, it does, but yet that's that's the way Part, it is now. Of the world that's the way things yeah. work now. What it does is it, it and and there are some. <clears throat> some privacy protections built into it but but essentially what it does is it you know sort of registers every time a new device shows up you know comes and goes and and mm-hmm. just logs that activity as traffic and uh hmm. kind of interesting i
0: could see that yeah it, it sounds interesting
3: Anyway, uh, his name is John Kelly, and, and he'll be joining us during the third half of our three-hour tour. And I don't know. I, I mentioned this yesterday, sort of parenthetically, that uh, State Senator Ken Horn had had written a uh, declaration of independence for Michigan for 2020. Um, okay. In in uh, support of and explanation of. An effort uh, let me see if I can look ahead here in my uh, in my notes um, a group called unlock Michigan has okay. uh, gotten approval for language uh, petition language to start circulating petitions they need about three hundred and forty thousand uh, plus Uh, valid signatures within 180 days, and this is just getting started this week, um, to uh, repeal the um, 1945 War Powers Act.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay.
3: That Governor Gretchen Whitmer has been using as her legal justification and authority for declaring stay-at-home orders and business closures and so on and so forth. And uh, he argues in his declaration that uh, the emergency has passed. Now it's up to people to behave responsibly and, and time for the, the governor to get back to other business and, and also to emergency. include the legislature and so on. Anyway, today is uh, Ken Horn's birthday
0: oh happy birthday yeah that was the that was the
3: track i was looking for by the way i was going to try okay i was going to try and drop in the beatles doing (laughs) happy birthday but um but anyway um coming up in the next segment i'm going to read the uh the declaration and i encourage people to call in and comment on it um yeah. At eight one zero three three nine eight two five five. And we'll talk about anything else you want to talk about, but I thought I'd uh, read his uh, his declaration of independence for Michigan twenty twenty. Um, okay. Kind kind of uh kind of interesting. And Ken's an interesting guy. He's you know, extremely yeah, he is. He's, he's extremely nice. conservative on one <laughs> hand, but yet uh you know, so um, open to conversation and different points of view and uh, um, and fun. The way fun. things used to be. Yeah, he's <laughs> he 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 has a sense of humor. I I once mm-hmm. I once teased him because I saw some pictures of him. He was uh, in Frankenmuth wearing Lederhosen. And um,
0: oh, geez Louise. And I said, you know,
3: you're probably the, the the first and maybe the only Republican I've ever seen in Lederhosen.
0: <laughs> it's a Democrat thing, Lederhosen?
3: Well, you know, we think of we think of Republicans as being kind of stuffy and not prone to Yeah. You know um going with the going with the flow or um Mm. Mm-hmm. Getting down and dirty. at
0: themselves. Well yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Self deprecation and and humor mm-hmm. and so on. And and uh we don't really think of Republicans that way, but Ken, Ken kind of uh works against that. He has a great sense of humor. <laughs> so anyway, happy birthday, Ken and we're gonna read your uh declaration coming up in just a little bit and for people who want to call in and, and comment the number is 810-339-8255 um, I, now in the process of doing the the introductions did I, did I mention Kim Strebe by name or did I just refer to her yeah. as okay I wasn't sure yeah, she's okay. our musical guest today we're going to hear some songs by Kim and talk to her for a few minutes on the phone that's coming up in the third half of our three hour tour um but i'm i I, i'm i don't like to to say i'm looking forward to one part of a show more than another part of a show but i really am looking forward to this conversation coming up with uh, larry ty author of demagogue the life and long shadow of senator joe mccarthy it's um Let's see. He says, In the long history of American demagogues, from Huey Long to Donald Trump, never has Mm. one man caused so much damage in such a short time as Senator Joseph McCarthy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: His whole reign of terror was only about five years. And, you know, we did a a special uh, remembering um, Carl Reiner just recently.
1: Yeah.
3: And... Carl Reiner told a story in his book, and again, in, in the interview I did with him for the show after his book, Remembering Me, or I Remember Me, um, mm-hmm. where he, when he was working uh, as a writer for the Sid Caesar show, the FBI oh, came to his house in New Rochelle and uh, rousted him a little bit. He, he I don't think he was actually arrested Or detained in any way but he was questioned by the FBI as part of that whole um, anti-communist overreach uh, activity and
0: Uh
3: and uh, you know I have uh, a a personal connection to the uh, army McCarthy hearings uh, because when they were going on my parents who both worked in uh, Washington, my mom working for a senator and my dad for a congressman. Um, they lived in the same apartment building where they met and they were dating while mm-hmm. working in the nation's capital. So they used to meet for lunch. They'd, they'd take a little bag lunch and go in the gallery and watch the Army McCarthy hearings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, what a date.
3: I, I know, right? <laughs> That's
0: kind of cute.
3: <laughs> hey, babe, you want to go check out some demagoguery? Anyway. <laughs>
0: demagoguery. <laughs> is it rated PG? it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well,
3: d- depends on how you define that, I suppose. But, hey, we gotta, we got to take a, a short break, and then we're going to co- come back and uh, talk about whether or not uh, Gretchen Whitmer is a demagogue in the next segment anyway if you're listening to us on 92.1 FM WFOV we're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break if you're streaming us at Tom Sumner we have some messages as well then Andrea and I will return with uh Ken Horn's Michigan 2020 Declaration of Independence.
0: It's me, Tigger. T-I-W-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner's program on account of because he's so bouncy. (laughs) woo hoo hoo
3: A message from the CDC and the Ad Council.
0: East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an
1: in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint
0: or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported.
3: Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at tomsumnerprogram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional.
4: Lady of the house, please. She.
2: You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again. This time, from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven.
4: Yes, here Elvis
3: from Graceland in the sky soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Pearly Gate Rock,
2: All Dug Up, Lying in the Chapel, and
3: eleven others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Elvis Presley.
2: Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up, yes. The king inside.
3: A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today.
2: To order your Elvis from Heaven send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Clio, Michigan 44487, or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa. Canadian residents add three dollars technical assistance for the tom sumner program is provided by swiftlet technology engineering and it services at swiftlet.technology
3: this is congressman dan Kildee, and you're listening to the tom sumner program and welcome back everybody I'm Tom Sumner, along with my co-host Andrea Sutton, joining me by phone.
0: Good morning.
3: And a little, uh, a little shout out to uh, State Senator Ken Horn from Frankenmuth. It is, in fact, his birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah. And, and uh, Ken's been on the show. Ken, Ken is a Republican, and uh, one thing, one thing about Ken is that uh, all the times uh, until recently, until the uh, uh, COVID nineteen, um, he would make the trip to come to the show and and do the show in the studio. He always oh, made, heck yeah he always yeah. made time to be there in person. And some people and they, you know they have busy schedules and I understand that meetings and so on. They don't want to spend a lot of time in the car getting from thing to thing. So um, you know I'm I'm happy to do phone interviews with everybody and and would have been with Ken, but he always insisted, no, I can be there in person. He says, I think it's better when we do it in person, and he's right, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, he was on the show recently talking about uh, work that he was doing with uh, a committee, a bipartisan committee, in fact, looking at ways to... Um, you know that that the state could start the economy back up and still remain safe you know what things could be done safely and and what kinds of uh, suggestions i I, I want to use the word suggestions rather than restrictions right. guidelines is maybe a better uh, word but try to come up with guidelines for how best to open and function and and get sort of things moving again not not get right. back to normal but get things moving again in a way that's uh that's safe and and responsible and so on and we talked about that a little bit and then i was i was a little bit surprised to see him come out so strongly this uh this past week earlier this week um a uh, let me see if i can find the exact phrasing here um but uh
0: was yeah, that a social was, media post
3: No, and since the uh, Michigan Board of State canvassers unanimously approved the language for the Unlock Michigan initiative to revoke the use of World War II-style emergency powers of the governor at its July 6th meeting, the people can formally present their grievances to the governor by signing the upcoming petition to repeal the 1945 War Powers Act. That's... uh, he was uh, taking a stand in support of that, and he wrote a uh, a, a Declaration of Independence for Michigan 2020, um, and, it, and it reads as follows. Yeah, it was a Facebook post, but it was okay. also a link to where you could get petitions, where you could get a hold of people to sign petitions if you support um, getting rid of the War Powers Act of 1945. Uh, a Michigan law that Governor Whitmer is using as the authority to have emergency uh, executive orders and so on um, anyway okay here's here's the uh here, here's the way it reads and and when I'm done reading it if you want to call in and comment you're welcome uh, to any of the listeners out there eight one zero three three nine eight two five five is the number to call um, And, by the way, this is not a precedent for anybody that writes something on Facebook that I'm going to read it um, on the air for your birthday. (laughs) It's just a coincidence with Ken. Um, I was going to read this even before I knew it was his birthday. Anyway, here it goes. Michigan's 2020 Declaration of Independence. Whereas, under the pretense of the Michigan War Powers Act of 1945, One million Michigan paychecks came to a screeching halt in 2020 by executive order of the governor of the state of Michigan. And whereas every single aspect of normal human activity and behavior was and still is controlled by a single person, unencumbered by the very oath every previous governor of Michigan was sworn to uphold and defend. Whereas this governor has a thirst for power that revealed itself in 2019 with 147 vetoes, among them were Autism, veteran Services, public school children, and road funding cuts of nearly $1 billion. Whereas this governor wrestled the budget away from the legislature and the people of Michigan, to convene her own State Administrative Board shifting $635 million of the people's money without their permission, whereas when the people refused to give the bureaucracies of Lansing an untenable $0.45 gas tax increase, the Governor informed us that she would borrow billions to fix the damn roads by herself with the intent of repairing only state trunk lines ignoring the local roads mostly driven by the people. Whereas at the 2020 State of the State address, the Governor declared that she would go it alone in governing the people well before knowing of the upcoming coronavirus crisis. Whereas the Governor has made it clear that she does not trust the people she serves consistently demonstrated by the over 140 executive orders with which the governor made clear acts with the force of law whereas a federal district court opined that the governor did not bring to its court the science and data which was said to be used to reliably reliably make decisions for millions of Michiganders. Instead, the decisions were deemed to be arbitrary. And whereas, when the governor does not like any ruling of a court, she takes the court to court. Whereas throughout history and since the beginning of mankind, when governments led by a single entity with unchecked powers, with no end in sight to the reign of power, those governments were not called republics or democracies. Therefore, though the pandemic continues, the emergency has ended. It is time for the executive branch of the state of Michigan to voluntarily voluntarily give up its unconstrained power or face the will of the people to restore the proper checks and balances as provided by the Michigan Constitution, as informed by the United States Constitution, to reassert that Michigan has three branches of government, that these branches exist for very historically significant reasons." Furthermore, the time has come to reestablish on behalf of the people of Michigan the God-given right and the capacity to consent to being properly governed. And since the Michigan Board of State canvassers unanimously approved the language for the Unlock Michigan initiative to revoke the use of World War II-style emergency powers of the governor at its July 6th meeting, the people can formally present their grievances to the governor by signing the upcoming petition to repeal, the 1945 War Powers Act. And then uh, there's a postscript that says watch for the official petition as it circulates throughout Michigan. Unlock Michigan will need 340,047 valid signatures within 180 days to put the measure before the legislature. The governor would not be able to veto the repeal if you approve of it. Um, and and the way that works is um, You know, whenever there's an initiative, a ballot initiative, um, it then, uh, once it's approved for the ballot, the legislature can um, keep it from being put on the ballot by acting on it. If they if they go ahead and approve the repeal of the 1945 War Powers Act, they can actually do that.
0: Oh, then they'll just put a referendum on it. Well, it's been known to happen.
3: If, if for (laughs) some reason they don't, um, they, they can decide to put it on the ballot or vote Mm -hmm. for it themselves. And if they adopt it, then there's no reason to put it on the ballot. Correct. I I think that's how that works. Anyway, I'm curious to, to what people think about that. Um, and and about the the various charges in this uh, declaration of uh, independence by Ken Horn 810-339-8255 is the number to call and uh, I'd love to um hear your thoughts on it and and you know I I've heard some people and in it sadly like so many things that we talk about on this show um there's a divide along party lines. Uh, Democrats think she's doing a bang-up job, and and you know that that she's tough and and making the tough choices in a difficult time. And then there are Republicans who think that she's uh, you know gone power crazy and is um, usurping the power of the legislature, um, and and they would go so far as to say the people's representatives.
0: Yeah. And another thing is if this law is repealed, the Republicans might be, if there is another pandemic or something that happens like this, that's something that they could have used as well. Well, so there's, yeah,
3: that's that's an that's always an interesting point when when you take away a, a some authority from an office, then down the road the other party is in that office and finds themselves wanting or needing to use that authority, uh, you know, for some future. Uh, debacle <laughs> yeah challenge or or emergency of some sort and and the power doesn't exist so
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know it's it, it's interesting to to see how people are um are taking this and reacting to it but i think there's a case to be made at some point it's no longer the role of the government to Tell us how to behave once we've been given the information for how how to act responsibly it it then becomes Mm -hmm. up to the people to do that Um, a lot of people will argue that people make bad choices and if that runs the risk of hurting other people then government should step in. So there's um, an interesting uh, debate to be had, to be sure, and uh, I'd love to hear some people call in and and weigh in on it. 810-339-8255 is the number to call. Now, on a lighter note, Andrea and I will have the day off on Monday because we're we're doing our Christmas in July show. I'm repeating a show that's... uh, mostly music and uh, and of course our christmas music is better than everybody else's because it's local
0: why tom uh,
3: <laughs> because it's local <laughs> no it's all by uh, people from in and around flint and the surrounding area and uh it's um christmas music and a great way to cool off after some some very hot weather uh <laughs> listening to you know sounds oh, like yeah. let it snow and Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman and all that kind of stuff, but anyway, it's it's a uh, mostly music show on Monday. It's a repeat, so there may be some uh, timeline discrepancies. I might make reference to things that haven't happened yet or that have happened and we've forgotten about them because I think it's from a couple of years ago, but uh, but it's it's mostly music, so. It, uh... Good. Anyway, Monday is our Christmas in July show.
0: Paul Herring will be so happy.
3: I know. He plays Christmas music all year year (laughs) round.
0: I love that. (laughs) Listening one day on my way home, it was kind of like, wow, this is actually kind of (laughs) cool.
3: Well, what's... Is it the the Hallmark Channel that does... uh, christmas movies uh once a week yeah, or something they do it all. all year round
0: oh that i wasn't aware of now no, they've they've
3: got christmas in july going on like for the whole month of july it's all christmas all oh, the time geez. i i think i mean just okay. based on some of the listings i've seen In uh anyway
0: um a man talking about the hallmark channel
3: well, that's that's why I'm not sure.
0: <laughs>
3: it's, it's, it's not like I've actually, you know, sampled it or anything. No, I, I, you know, that's it's funny you say that because I do watch the Hallmark Channel because they have uh, uh, some series that, that I think are fun, some of the uh, murder and mystery series things that they do on, on Hallmark.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have cable. I just have the regular old Digital stuff going on.
3: Oh, you use the the digital antenna?
0: Yeah. How many yeah. how
3: many channels it's, do you get? 12. Yeah, that's that's about that's about <laughs> what I got when I was using it. I got about a well, dozen. Well, I can go channels.
0: into one room. We, get, we have TVs in all the bedrooms, but you go into one bedroom and there's different channels from Flint. And then you go into the main living room, then there's channels from Lansing. And then you go into another room and you can watch football. You know, stadium. You can't get it out. It's really weird. <laughs> no, I was surprised so there like-
3: were there were channels like um oh the the channels that I grew up with, you know, the the three major networks. Oh yeah, um, CBS, NBC, and ABC. Yeah, yep. you'd get the local affiliates. Well, now those local affiliates all have secondary channels. You know, they have a a point two and a point three and um, and and so when I had the digital antenna hooked up, if there was a channel I could get, very often that meant there were three channels I could get. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Woohoo! Surprise! But wait, there's more. So you know, <laughs> if if you're able to bring in all three network, well, four if you count PBS local network yeah. affiliates, boom, you're at twelve channels.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty are, much
3: it. And there are a couple of independent channels that that might come in too. Yeah, I always found that kind of interesting. That whole, you know, uh, digital de scrambler thing or, or uh digital antenna to bring in. <laughs> that that broadcast stations are still actually broadcasting. It isn't all cable connected.
0: Yep. Yep. And you remember the government sending out those digitized boxes. <laughs> I was without yeah. T V for like a week. <laughs> this is not good with children. <laughs> I need a break. I will use the TV as a babysitter.
3: Well, I've I've found myself without uh without television uh, at least without cable or or broadcast service and I I just put in DVDs and let them play.
1: Oh
0: yeah, I've done that completely. Completely. And then you memorize the whole movie.
3: Well, I don't watch the same <laughs> ones over and over. <laughs> you have a bigger budget than I did, evidently. <laughs> well, for years I recorded almost everything I watched on uh, on VHS, and so oh, I, that's
0: true. I yep. have
3: I have uh, hundreds of VHS tapes, and some of them with three movies on them and so Ooh. and and i still have uh a vcr <laughs> it's blinking 12 in, so my, do I. in my living room
0: because
3: <laughs> i never figured out how to set the clock but uh,
0: <laughs> where's dan when you need him
3: <laughs> oh no 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 that just just <laughs> stuff for the radio show i i I try, not to, I, tr- I try not to lean on him for, you know, <laughs> I'm joking. personal stuff. 810-339-8255 uh, is the number to call. And uh, wh- what are your thoughts on the effort to repeal the uh, War Powers Act of 1945 from the Michigan Constitution? That gives. Sounds
0: uh, ominous anyway.
3: It gives uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer <laughs> her authority to um, exercise the various uh, stay at home orders and business closures and, and executive orders that she's done uh, with regard to the state's response to COVID 19. Um, what do you think? Is she doing the right thing or is, is she uh, a demagogue? <laughs> a power-hungry demagogue um, which is I just, don't picture her as them it's just an, another way to uh, remind people that uh, coming up in the next hour I'm going to be talking <laughs> with the author of Demagogue uh, Larry Tai has written a book about the life and long shadow of Senator Joseph McCarthy and that period of time in the 50's um, known by some as the commie scare Oh the, yeah! Back at the height of the Cold War, the precursor to uh, uh, Boris and Natasha making big trouble for Moose and Squirrel.
0: <laughs> oh, it's still prevalent in the seventies. You know? Yeah. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming.
3: Yeah, that was a movie, actually.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Godfrey Cambridge was exactly. in that movie.
0: I remember the title, but not <laughs> the people.
3: Well, eight one zero three three nine eight two five five. We have a couple of minutes left. Uh, if you want to call in and and uh, let us know, are you looking for or planning to sign the petitions that are going to be circulating to repeal the the War Powers Act of 1945 in the Michigan uh, Constitution? What are your thoughts on uh, Governor? I almost said Granholm, Gov- Governor Whitmer's uh, <laughs> response to COVID-19. What do you think of the president's response to COVID-19? Is that uh, um, going to cause him problems in November? What, what are your thoughts? 810-339-8255. You're welcome to call in and share your thoughts. We had a uh, great conversation on armchair politics uh,
0: Oh, okay. this uh,
3: this last week. It's always fun when uh, Jan Worth Nelson is with us. Next, oh yeah, um, next week Bobby uh, Clayton Walton will be joining the roundtable.
1: Good. And then,
3: and then uh, after Wednesday's show, we go into oh um, well, a week or ten days of uh, repeated shows that have been reorganized to present all of the various races in the August. Primary by um, by office, so like the five candidates that are running in the Democratic primary for the 34th district seat on the, in the state House of Representatives will all be on the same show. Um, the three candidates uh, running in the Democratic primary for Genesee County Sheriff will all be on the same show, and and they're all packaged that way. And so every day. You can hear a different, uh, a different seat. The, there's the 34th, uh, 48th, and 50th State House of Representatives uh, primaries. Um, there's uh, there are also some other ones, uh, some races uh, for court judges in the uh, district and circuit courts in Genesee County, and I mentioned the sheriff's race and also. Uh, races for um, Genesee County Clerk, and Genesee County Prosecutor, and the Genesee County Drain Commissioner. And we have all of those, all packaged, so you can hear the the candidates together on the same day. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Anyway... We uh, are going to take a short break, and we'll be back for one final segment before uh, before I move on to my uh, my interview, my conversation with author and award-winning journalist Larry Ty. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
0: Take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom
3: Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is indeed the Tom Sumner Program. And uh, I'm Tom Sumner, along with my co-host Andrea Sutton.
0: Good morning. And Good we morning. could
3: we could add you to the list of credits if you want to join the conversation by calling us at eight one zero three three nine. Eight two five five. Just before the uh, break, I mentioned uh, that starting next week, uh, next Thursday, actually, uh, we go into a whole series of repeats. I'm uh, literally we're going to be on vacation, but there will be shows playing that have been put together with all of the interviews for all of the candidates in the August fourth primary, and. Um, That runs uh, July 16th through the 28th. So you can kind of do your homework. And I got my uh, ballot in the mail yesterday.
0: Oh, good. I don't
3: know if you've gotten yours yet. Um.
0: Yeah, I already mailed it out. Oh,
3: that's right. You told me that. Well, I yeah, thought, you know, number I'm 12. I'm going to wait and uh, listen to all those interviews and then I realized I've already heard all those interviews, so I may go ahead and fill <laughs> mine out and send it in. But I'm hoping people will will take advantage of that because um, it, it it's running the 16th through the 28th. There hasn't been a lot of media coverage of these campaigns and uh, it's an opportunity to get to know all of the candidates that are running so you're just, so you not uh, forced by COVID-19 to just simply select names that you know. Um, you can get to know people and still have time to mail your ballots back if you're voting by mail and get them in in time for the August 4th primary and it, of course will be good for those people that are going to hold out and vote in person and I understand the nostalgic draw to do that I personally I'm going to mail it in this time I've never done that ever
0: I haven't either and
3: and um you know it's strictly because of COVID-19 I like the idea I don't mind the inconvenience of you know trying to work it into my schedule to to drive to a poll and walk Mm -hmm. in and stand in line and then cast my vote when it's my turn I, I I enjoy that but um but things are different this year, so anyway yeah, um,
0: yeah.
3: just wanted to let you know to be sure and tune in for those uh for those shows but uh in the last segment i uh mentioned it was uh, senator uh Ken horn's uh, birthday he's a Republican from Frankenmuth. and uh I read his um, uh, preamble to the petitions to uh repeal the War Powers Act of 1945 that Gretchen Whitmer, our uh, governor here in Michigan, uses to uh, as as the authority to declare emergency powers and and close businesses and write executive orders uh, requiring people to stay at home and and. Determining what's uh, essential and non-essential as far as uh, employees and people's trips to the pharmacy or the grocery store and so on. Um, And, and, you know, just of course, uh, as is being experienced in a number of other states here in Michigan, we've uh, seen that as things begin to open back up, the uh, cases of coronavirus are rising again.
1: Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. uh
3: that's that's troubling. I for one, I'm gonna play it as safe as I possibly can. I I there were some friends of mine that got together uh at the Hitchin Post in Lapeer last night with Leroy uh June.
1: Oh, I used to okay, play good. regularly
3: with him for open mic blues night. They had an open mic blues night last night and from all accounts, you know, a, a great time was had by all But it's, and and I was invited, but I declined and and said, I just, I don't think it's time yet. I I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not personally ready to to go out and take the risk of catching it or worse, picking it up and passing it on to other people. So that's, that's my own personal feeling on the, on the subject. Now you mentioned before we went on the air that it's, uh, it's Friday, but who cares what difference does that make it's, it's not like we're getting ready to start a rollicking weekend but uh um do you have uh do you have plans for the weekend
0: no actually just putzing around here you know i'm trying to keep a low profile only going out when i you know have to more or less so probably just gardening and more gardening and all that good kind of stuff. Take care of the lawn. Hopefully it'll be a little cooler so I can get that stuff done.
3: Right, right.
0: Yeah, how about you?
3: Um, About the same, except I, you know, won't be doing any of those things. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Duly noted.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. I've I've got some some projects around the place here, but, but I've, I've been enjoying, uh, you know, binge watching movies and, uh, cooking and doing all that kind of, that kind of stuff. Now there's an event I've been invited to and I, I'm not sure I'm going to go, but I'm fascinated by the way they're trying to set up this event. It's, it's like a neighborhood, uh, reunion. People that lived in a certain part of Flint, they get oh, together yeah. every year at a, at a neighborhood restaurant in, um, and there's usually, I don't know, fifty people, maybe that that show up to this thing.
0: You've, you've done that for a while.
3: Yeah, it's it's an annual event every summer. You know, there's a day picked and you know an event page set up on on Facebook. Well, there, unless ordered otherwise by the governor, you know, if the if the restaurant has yeah. to close. Uh, <clears throat> They're planning on doing it, and the way they're going to do it is they're setting up tables of 10, six feet apart.: Oh. I thought.
0: Hmm. Wonder if the volume will increase? <laughs> yeah <laughs> From everybody talking so loud. <laughs> Very likely.
3: But, but I thought that was an interesting way to try to have the event and act responsibly
0: Mm hmm Yeah. Well, you're socially distancing, sure.
3: Well, yeah, but with people coming and going to the bathroom and, you know, (laughs) running from table to table to talk to each other, it's... (laughs) We'll we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, so... You're talking to Larry Ty next hour. Yeah, that's coming hour? up
3: in just a few minutes. Probably, okay. probably about uh, five minutes or so. Um, I will be talking to the author of a new book. It's called Demagogue, and it's uh, well. And Larry's an interesting guy. He's an award-winning journalist and author. Um, and I'm moving some things out of the way so I can get his book. I can't believe all the stuff I have piled up. For me, for today, I show. would imagine. But the book is uh, <laughs> "Demagogue: The Life and Long Shadow of Senator Joe McCarthy," and um, here's 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 what they say about the book on the jacket: "The definitive biography of the most dangerous demagogue in American history, based on first-ever access to his personal and professional papers, medical oh. and military records, and recently unsealed transcripts." of his closed-door congressional hearings. Ooh.
0: I wonder how much paranoia he had.
3: Well, that's talked about in the book. In fact, oh, okay. that he was Good. that he was actually kind of uh kind of insecure Out and, there? and that power <laughs> tripping was uh kind of how he dealt with it. Huh. So anyway, should be uh should be a fascinating conversation. Then, a little later in the show, we have uh, musical guest Kim Heath Strebe will be joining us, and we'll hear yeah. some music that she's been performing from uh, from her patio. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then we're going to talk with uh, John Kelly, the CEO of Zenreach, about traffic patterns now versus uh, when things were normal, and and. Wow. And gauging that and, and what the percentages are. You know, it's interesting. Um they they tracked about fifty two percent walk in traffic, uh was about fifty two percent of what it was in two thousand nineteen, um, on the fourth of July. Really? And Wow and it's interesting because these uh these these openings that we're having were they're they're beginning to open but in a restricted way like at, at half capacity they're saying
0: mm-hmm.
3: they're opening at half capacity and then they measure the foot traffic and it's at 52 percent
0: huh
3: kind of interesting you know it, it yeah, actually it, is. it actually shows that people are in fact you know opening to half capacity but as uh, as um, John Kelly from Zen reach argues that we can't afford to um, do that very long because businesses like restaurants and bars can't make it on 50% of capacity. No. No, they
0: can't. They Their
3: their profit margins are are way too thin for that. (coughs) Wow.
0: Wow. Anyway,
3: that kind of wraps it up for this hour. Um, But have a good weekend. Enjoy your gardening and and whatever other things you're able to come up with. And... uh, I, ho- I hope it acts like a real weekend.
0: Oh, I'm sure it will.
3: <laughs> like every other day of the week.
0: That's right. But
3: anyway, um, we have uh, Christmas in July coming up Monday, but Andrea will be back with me on Tuesday, and we'll open the phone lines as always, and uh, and hopefully we'll get some of you to participate. So with that, we're going to break for the uh, top of the hour, and... Um, And then we'll come back with my uh, conversation with uh, journalist and author Larry Tye.
1: You pilots,
3: get off my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.